Hey guys, and welcome back to the Lift Your Life podcast. I hope the uh, the sound quality is better this week. I've had a bit of an experiment, and it seems like the sound quality is just different in every single room that I use. And I am not a tech guru when it comes to sound quality. If anyone on here is quite good at you know editing and sound quality and that sort of thing. Uh, please message me. That will be really, really helpful because I have got no idea. I'm actually recording this from my bedroom because this seems to be the one that sounds best. I don't know. There's actually a storm going on in the UK right now. Well, this is on the Sunday, the 4th, if you must know, um, American Independence Day. Woohoo. Uh, there's loads of storms going on, so certain rooms you can just hear it battering. And as peaceful as it is, I didn't think it made good sound quality and good background noise, even though this sound quality probably isn't great. But you know, hashtag we move and all of that jazz. But let's crack into today's episode. And today's episode is going to be talking about a couple of things. Well, a few things really, because a couple's two, isn't it? A few things that you may underestimate or not really take into consideration when it comes to a successful dieting phase. And these are all things that I reiterate with my clients, things that I've drilled into myself, that I have learned from other people. And I think there are things that are overlooked. So when we talk about dieting phases, whether that is just general fat loss, you know, you started your fitness journey because you just want to simply lose weight, whether that is because you're just having a bit of a tidy up, kind of a bit like what I'm doing right now, whether it's a bodybuilding competition, dieting down for a photo shoot, whatever it is, pretty much every single person listening to this has either been on a fat loss phase, is in a fat loss phase, or will run a fat loss phase at some point in the, in the future. And these things that I want to talk about in today's podcast are things which will massively help set you up for success. Now, when we talk about fat loss, there's the kind of the fundamentals, isn't there? There's the basics. It's the, the things that, that we all know about, the things that are, you know, the, the core principles. You know, you have to be in a calorie deficit. You have to increase your output when things stall. You have to prioritize things like stress management and sleep and getting enough water and all of that boring stuff. And that's something I can talk about in another podcast in a lot more depth and detail if you want me to go into some of the more the intricate ins and outs because you'll see posts and I've probably done them myself just on Instagram saying things you know make sure your sleep's on point and stress but what does that even mean I, I'm happily to you know going to dive into that in another podcast or whatever but on today's I want to talk about three other things and three things that are really overlooked but these three things are literally what set people apart from the people who start a dieting phase and the people who successfully finish because how many people do you know that have started one and not finished one or how many people do you know that have um pulled out or complained or you know whatever you may have done it yourself plenty of people so these three things will stop you being that person these three things will allow you to run a very very successful dieting phase so let's get into it so the first one is patience and it's probably the most important one now You'll have seen or heard of many people who have done these really rapid fat loss diets, regimes, procedures. Um, they've, you know, you've all posted it on Facebook or told you about it where they've lost God knows how many pounds in a really short amount of weeks. Or you'll have seen adverts for products that promise you to lose this amount in this time. And it seems so goddamn tempting, doesn't it? Because when we're unhappy and uncomfortable in our bodies for whatever reason, we just want to change that instantly. And that, that's not a bad thing at all. It really isn't. But because we live in a world as well of such convenience and everything is so goddamn fast now, you know, technology is so fast. We get everything um, really, 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 really fast. So therefore, we just expect things to come very, very quickly. And we want things to come very, very quickly. So we can typically buy into these quick 
fixed approaches. Or if we're running things ourselves and we're running like a calorie counting approach, we'll just want to drop to pretty, pretty low. It's like, well, if I drop it to 1400 calories, I'm going to lose weight really, really quickly. And I can get in and get out and boom, you know, I'm in and out. Fantastic. Now, there's a couple of problems. Well, in fact, there's a fair few problems with running that sort of approach. And I would never, ever, ever really suggest ever doing something like that. The only time you ever want to potentially push things pretty hard in a dieting phase is one obviously if you're competing or you need a photo shoot prep in the in the last little bit um or you know for a quick short-term thing so for example you're on a general fat loss journey and you've got a whole day in six weeks you think right you can push things a little bit harder then but knowing it's short term because the reality is these very very harsh approaches aren't sustainable and you will end up caving a lot of people this is where you see people who pile the weight back on or they just give up and when they give up they don't just you know go off plan one day they end up falling off the bandwagon completely because it's totally unsustainable whereas if you follow an approach which may be a bit more boring in the respect that you're only really going to lose a couple of pounds a week you might maintain a week or two but it's sustainable it's actually creating a long-term lifestyle change now this is obviously if you are more of a lifestyle um, client of course who just you know wants to lose body fat for the long haul then you are more likely to keep it off following this approach now, like I said, there is a time and a place to go a little bit harder. I do run sort of harsher dieting approaches with my clients, but that's for clients who are running a, a mini cut for sake of argument. You know, clients who are quote unquote in decent shape, who just want to get in a bit more shape. Like I've got a client photo shoot in a few weeks. So come up, a couple of them are pushing pretty hard, but they all know that once that photo shoot is done, once we go out for our meal, they will be reverse dieted. Um, the ones who want to continue pressing fat loss, because I have a couple of them who will, will have a bit of a diet break, will then go back to a more steady approach and, you know, a more steady, slow approach of fat loss. If you go in with these harsh approaches, you will just want to give up because social occasions will come around, you won't be able to fit the food into your calories, you'll overeat. And what happens, I've talked about this so many times in the podcast, is when you do overeat, it's this kind of like effect where you then just want to eat everything. It's called the restraint theory. I've talked about it on so many podcasts. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, it means you've not listened to a few of the other podcasts, which <sighs> upsets me. So go listen to them. No, I'm joking. Um, but I do explain that in more. So I don't want to repeat myself for those of you who are the you know the OG avid listeners. Love you guys. You are my favourites. Love you lots. But there you go. Does that make sense? So patience. Patience with the process. It might seem slow. It might seem a slog. But stay with it. Roll with it. And you will get the results you want. The second one is, I guess it kind of comes into that. And that's consistency. Now, dieting, uh, body fat loss is something which requires your attention every single day. You know, if you look at the actual fundamental principles of being in a calorie deficit, moving more, stress, sleep, all of these things that you need to tick off and make sure you're managing every single day, you need to manage every single day. Now, you can't just dip in and out of a dieting phase. You can't say, oh, well, this day I'm going to you know, hit my steps and this day I'm going to hit my calories and this day I'm not and I'm just going to do it Monday to Friday, nine till five. You know, dieting doesn't work like that. Now, there are kind of exceptions, and this is not me saying that you have to be like a robot every single day. You know, there will be times where you don't sleep very well for whatever reason. Like, for example, I've had hay fever and that's been messing my sleep up. That's fine. You know, it happens. There's going to be a time where you might not get your steps in because you've had a really, really stressful day with work. But every other day you did, well, that's fine. There might be a day where you've slightly gone over calories, slightly under calories. You missed a gym session because you had to take your kid to a hospital appointment last minute. That's fine. But it's the approach and the mindset of just being like, um, I might do a little bit here and I'll do a little bit here. And 
when you're checking in with yourself or your coach, like, oh, I only did two sessions this week, and it's the same sort of excuses cropping up again and again and again, and you're finding yourself not ticking boxes on a very consistent, regular basis, well, then don't be surprised when the results don't show. And that is the blunt, the blunt bad cop Lucy coming in there, because if you don't tick the boxes, the boxes are there to be ticked for a reason. You know, if you tick the boxes, you will get the results. It's as simple as that. Now, what I like to do with my clients is I like to look at things more from a weekly perspective and averages rather than day to day. And the reason for this is I think that especially for clients who are following this for the long haul, they've, you know, they've, they've been with me for quite a fair few months and they know that they've got a fair few months, potentially a good year or so left of dieting to get to where they want to be. If I just say to them, well, you've got to be, you know, ticking boxes Monday to Friday, Monday to Sunday, you know, no days off, no real excuses. You've just got to get it done. They're going to just think, you know, at one point, screw this. And I don't want them to ever get to that point. And you listening to this, you may have quite a long way to go. And you might be thinking, I've, I've got such a long way to go. And of course, I want to tick the boxes. But, you know, I'm, I'm going to want a bit of time off. And I'm going to find it hard. And that's fine. So what I like to do is look at steps and things and calories and things and averages. Now, obviously, training sessions, I will prescribe training sessions based upon their needs. So if, you know, if they're a really busy individual and they don't really like the gym and they've got anxieties, well, it'd be stupid if we say you've got to go in every day or five days. You know, you can get a lot done in three. Steps I like to look at with quite a lot of my clients as weekly averages because for sake of argument, some of them will enjoy going on hikes and long walks on their downtime and on the weekends at free time. But on their busy days, they may not just have the time and the energy and the effort and family commitments too to go get 10K. Well, then I'd rather they look at 70K over the week, you know, a couple of days a week, they might get 15 to 20. Well, that's fine. Same with calories. What I might do is actually bank calories and calorie cycle to allow them to have a little bit more on a weekend or during certain days where they've got social occasions. So these things can be factored in. So that's what you need to do as well. So if you do struggle to hit, say, 10K steps a day, it doesn't need to be daily. It can be 70K across the week. If you know that on a weekend or certain days of the week you can hit more, well, then do that. If you know, for sake of argument, that you are a social bunny, you like going for a drink on a weekend or you like to have... Uh, bits of something more on a weekend factor that in you know but it's still working with averages it is still being consistent and it's still showing up every single week and getting the job done and the final thing is positive mental attitude now dieting whether that is for lifestyle whether it is for a bodybuilding show whether it is for a photo shoot whatever it is is going to be hard to some degree now Dieting for like a bodybuilding show or like a photo shoot prep or you're going to do quite a harsh mini cut is always going to be a bit harder. So if you're doing doing that, you are probably going to be finding it tougher because your reality is you're probably going to have to be pushing harder. So one lot, quite a lot less calories. So having higher hunger, having higher diet fatigue, having higher food focus, all of these things which do make it challenging because you're going totally against what your body wants. And usually when you're doing these things, your body is in pretty good shape anyway, in pretty good nick, you are pretty lean, you know, you don't have a lot to come off. So you are kind of going against what your body really wants to be. Your body wants to be in a nice, a nice place where it feels, you know, energized and fueled and, you know, it likes to be just it's kind of set point where, which is a story for another day. So it's tough, but that doesn't mean that lifestyle dieting isn't hard too. And that's something I want to reiterate because you do sometimes... I do sometimes think that diet, lifestyle dieting and just general dieting for like holidays and stuff gets kind of brushed under the carpet because it's all about how intense it is with bodybuilding and you've got to put all this graft in. Well, it's the same with lifestyle because you are still having to make a daily commitment. Yes, you won't necessarily feel the extreme hunger and the extreme diet fatigue and the extremes of you know 
food focused, which anyone who's done an extreme diet, you'll know the feels is it does get pretty savage and painful mentally and physically. But lifestyle dieting can be the same because the reality is that the reason that you are wanting to diet is because you have gotten out of shape or you don't feel comfortable in your body. And there's usually a reason for that. And it's usually down to some sort of food relationship problem or self image problem or mood problems you know there's usually something going on it isn't usually just a case if you've overeaten a bit and just pull back nine times out of ten there's usually something a little bit more going on which basically means you have to work on that as well and deal with that element which isn't easy to do you know if you've got quite uh, you know you're emotionally attached to food breaking that emotional attachment is not an easy gig if you rely on food at times of stress and stuff and then you have to not and you you know you've got all these sort of like cravings and temptations that's tough. Now, there's a lot of studies to show that our reliance on food in situations such as stress and mood can be as addictive as class A drugs. Now, that's showing you how powerful a connection it can have in our brain and therefore how much of a commitment and how much dedication it really can take. And, you know, if, you've, if you're if you working in an office, for example, I've got a lot of clients who work in offices where there's this such office culture of just bringing in shit every day and you're having to turn it down every day and have that resilience and people will ask you why and you know, you go through these situations and, you know, there will be times where you say yes, of course, but, you know, you've got to say no more and there's a lot of social pressures, you know, there is, it is hard work, it really is, so where I was going with this is there can be a lot of mental and physical hardships when it comes to dieting, no matter what level of restriction that is, and you have to have the positive mental attitude to be able to get through it. Now, positive mental attitude is a bit one of those sort of hippie things that I'm so big on, mindset, you know, I'm brought my own journal for god's sake you know if you want one of my journals by the way guys just slide in my dms on instagram because i've got a big box full still um to shift <laughs> and they are amazing and i'll talk about the benefits of journaling in another another um so many potential other um podcasts to come i've just given myself loads of inspiration here which is good because i sometimes sit and think what the hell do i podcast about this week but i've given myself all the inspo this week so that's good um what was i saying i totally got off tangent um with my sales pitch which i wasn't intending on doing Positive mental attitude, yeah. So basically that is, you know, telling yourself things are going to be good and having a positive approach to things. And positive mental attitude isn't something you're born with. <laughs> Sounds like a Maybelline on purpose. She wasn't born with it or whatever. I don't, I don't know what kind of it is. But it's not. It's something that you create and shape yourself. It's something that you reiterate into yourself. Now, if you're going into a diet with the attitude of things, oh, it's going to be hard. I don't know if I can do it. Uh, when things get tough, I'm a failure. I can't do it. Well, you are going to fail. But if you go with this mindset of, I can do this, I'm going to boss it, I am going to achieve, I'm going to smash it, I'm loving the person I'm becoming, I'm loving seeing the changes, really focusing on the positives, especially during the hardships. It is easy AF to diet when things are going great, when you're seeing scale drops and you're seeing changes and people are seeing it and you're not really having that much hunger and that much food focus and you feel really energised, it's a piece of cake, it really is. But when the tiredness kicks in and you feel really hungry and you're you know having to turn down things and you are not seeing changes and potentially the scale doesn't move, all these things, that's when your positive mental attitude is king to persist, persevere and push on through. Because if you don't have that, when these hardships come, you will just cave, you will throw the towel in. And that's all I have to say about that, really. So the three things that you need, in addition to the calorie deficit and the exercise and all of the basic fundamentals is a positive mental attitude, you need to have consistency and you need to have patience. You have all of these three things and you are set up for a very successful dieting phase, whatever that level of dieting may be.
So I hope that's been useful. If you've got any questions on any of that, as always, you are more than welcome to DM me. It is Lucy underscore your life over on Instagram. I'm always happy to answer any question. If you've liked the podcast, um, I do appreciate shares over on Instagram on the stories. That does massively help me out. And it's, it's nice to see that you, you're listening to it. It's nice to know um, that people listen. And yeah, I think that's everything I want to say on that matter. Have a great day, guys, whatever you are doing. And I will catch you on next week's episode.